That's me. I'm your girl. I will do whatever it takes for this role. Welcome, everybody, to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast, and we are here to bring you another horror hookup. And today we have something what I think is extra special. This is this is honestly, like, really exciting. Yes. Uh, we have today with us a an actress by the name of Alex Esso. Yay. Alex, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? We're great. We're, we're, we're a little cold, but we, we are in good spirits, though. We are. <laughs> That's good. So, so Alex, um, first of all, thank you so much again for being with us. I know, you know, you know that we're excited and we've, we've already fanboyed enough with you, of course. Um, um, but, um, I, I know that our listeners are going to absolutely love hearing from you too. Um, and you know, just thinking back to when we, um, first met you at Horror Hound weekend in September in Indianapolis. Um, and it was just so lovely to meet you and spend some time and take some selfies. And we gave you a couple of, uh, mm-hmm. of our fry gay koozies, which were very popular at Horror Hound, I oh, might yes. add. Um, and so we're just I wondering. Oh, you do you still use it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll fantastic. send you guys a picture. Yes, I love it. I love <laughs> we, it. We love hearing that from everybody. Um, but just you know, <laughs> thinking about the different festivals that that you, I'm sure that you've been going to. How is the festival circuit treating you? Are are you still going to festivals right now? Um, I haven't had quite so much time this year. Uh, luckily, because I've been working, um, which is nice. But I love the festival circuit. I love going to festivals, um, especially smaller festivals. I. I uh, I produced uh, a movie that got into Fantasia and um, Fright Fest and a couple other uh, festivals, and and everyone is always so um, supportive. They really are on the search for cool new voices and talent, and I just feel like it's such a wonderful, inclusive environment for everyone. I I just love going to festivals, and I love, I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with movies, so I love getting a chance to see, like, all the new, cool, obscure things that are coming out. Yeah, it it really is sort of an interesting, um, it's an interesting place to be when you go to a lot of festivals, because... You know, it's it's all of us horror nerds who are obsessed with, you know, films about ghosts and murder and death and everything else. But Lord, you meet the nicest people the nice. at these festivals. Oh, it's so well, I mean, it is it's like metalheads. They're like the sweetest people that yeah. you'll meet. You know, I I, I think I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you can extrapolate some sort of like, oh, it's because, you know, you kind of have this outlet for the darker parts of your personality. So they're not repressed at all and you have nothing to, but at the same time, I think also there is this element of, you know, the people who feel kind of like outliers and misfits are attracted to the sort of darker storytelling and darker music scenes. And because of that, you know, they all kind of have that. We all have that in common, I should say. I think that makes Um, sense. Yeah. And, and so, you know, everybody kind of, gives themselves and 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 it's because they genuinely love the thing you know they're not there for any other reason than to love on the thing that they love yeah totally 
Um, so before we met you, and this was so so it's such happenstance because totally. we, it was I don't even think we knew you were going to be at Horrorhound. But before we we kind of met you, we were introduced to you by way of our um, Hollywood horror episode when, that we did back in August, where we actually covered Starry Eyes, um, where you you played kind of a, a hungry young newcomer looking for like a big break in Hollywood. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience doing that movie? Oh my gosh. Uh, it, it was a dream. Um, it was my first lead in a film. I loved the character. I I loved the script. I felt so lucky to, um, to have that be sort of my, my foray into, you know, a new level of, of filmmaking and acting. And I felt so fortunate. And what, why I felt so fortunate was because it, it, there was so much range to Sarah. It really gave me a chance to, work out my my acting muscles in a sense uh, everything that i had learned at acting school you know i got to use all my all my techniques and tricks and oh my god it was so it was so fulfilling and and the directors uh dennis woodmeyer and kevin kolsch are my my boys they're like the loveliest sweetest people they made me feel so safe and uh so well taken care of on set it was just a wonderful experience that's yeah. that. That's so good to hear um, because you really um, you go through a lot in that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's just face it, and we'll come back to that in a moment. But you know, one thing that you said there is really interesting that you really got to work out your acting muscles, right? And yeah. um, you know, to me, the way that I'm hearing that is like you know, you got to sort of explore some things that maybe were outside of the normal experience for Alex. Yes. And I'm wondering, oh, totally. you know, what are the parts of Sarah? that you really identify with? What are, what are the parts of that that maybe you've even, perhaps maybe even seen in, in your own Hollywood experience? Oh, I, well, I mean, that's, there's a lot of answers to that question. But sure. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that I felt I had in common with Sarah is, you know, acting is 99% rejection. Wow. You kind of just have to accept that. Um, and so I, I do understand, you know, the insecurity and the self-doubt and, you know, do I actually have what it takes? Is this what I should really be doing? You know, should I just become a veterinarian or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Something with a little stability. Um, So, you know, that's really the, the, the difference between Sarah and myself is that she allows those insecurities to drive her decision making. Um, and that is also something that, you know, you do see in L.A. One thing that I that I try to tell people, especially actors who haven't been to L.A. before, is that everything that you have heard about it is true. No matter wow. what that is, it's all true. And pretty much everything. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's really, and you do. I mean, you see people who are actors, but they're they're hungry for the wrong things. They're yeah. hungry for, you know, they want to see their picture in people. They want it to happen while they're still in their 20s. And they, you know, they want it to be just kind of this glorious uh, ascension for themselves. And wow. yeah, and, and and I have seen, like, for example, um, when I first moved to L.A., even as nobody, nothing, nowhere, I would still hear about like Harvey Weinstein, for example, wow. or Brian Singer, 
or, you know, these other sort of Hollywood predators. Um, oh, I know. And, 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 and people, I mean, everybody knew about it. Anyone who yeah. is saying or trying to claim that, oh, my God, I'm so surprised is absolutely full of shit. And they're trying to save face. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, the the word gets around and you 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 do see those actors who kind of eschew that and think that they can handle it and think that that is what they want or that is what they're willing to do and they get just chewed up and wow. spit out it it's really so, it's, does it's so sad it is so tragic because i i think people don't realize how much it ends up costing them on a personal level they think oh i'll just grin and bear it once or twice or until I get what I want. But by the time you get what you want that way, you're just a shell of what you were before. Do you, do you, hmm? do you, do you think that Sarah just thought that she could handle it? Yeah. I, well, I, I don't even know if she thought about it in those terms. I think, I think she really was just so distracted by the bobble of success that she just didn't care. She, she was like, I'll just, I'm I'm drunk right now. I'll just do it and get it out of the way. And that small, small act ends up costing her so much more. And she loses, she loses all of her humanity, which is the true cautionary tale of that more so than the predators. It's really, what your personal threshold is as a human being and yeah you know, totally what what you can live with yeah so speaking of kind of what she goes through and what she loses there there's a certain scene and we we've talked to you a little bit about this before that mm-hmm. you uh let's just say you really committed yourself to some some crawly creatures the the the, the culinary <laughs> aspects of acting yeah. <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about um, the preparation for a scene like that? And then you're referring to the scene with the maggots. Yes, right? correct. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I thought I was so tough. <laughs> I thought I was going to be so tough. I was not prepared for the reality of that at all because it was it was actually my idea to do that. I was like, oh, I'll just put one in my mouth. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's just. A, yeah, I know. I was like, I'll just do it. and I'm going to tough it out and I'm going to get all serious about it. And Oh, Oh my God. I started freaking out pretty much immediately. And, uh, Adam, our DP literally had to just like stay behind the camera and coach me through it and like, keep me grounded because all I wanted to do was start crying, which is what I did as soon as they yelled cut. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I like went into a room. It's like, I need like, just a moment to myself and I went into a room and just like cried my eyes out for like a good 30 seconds. You're like, I need all of the waters, all of the drinks, all of of the mouthwashes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I will never, uh, I will never forget that feeling as long as I live. Never doing that again. Well, just so, I mean, just so you know, when we we covered Starry Eyes, we gave it some glowing reviews. We thought that that movie was yeah, pretty excellent, that. and and on top of it being a, a very excellent movie, we really applauded you as a standout star in it. Oh, you guys, thank you so much. I would love to hear this episode. <laughs> we'll send it to you. <laughs> we're we're big fans, boys. Um, so 
So thinking about some other stuff that you've done too, Alex, um, yes. you were also in the segment, The Grim Grinning Ghost, in the super oh, fun Jesus. movie, Tales of Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, in that, got to work with Mick Garris and Stuart Gordon yes. and Lynn Shay, who was also at Horror yes. Hound when we, when we met you. Um, yes. what, was, what was that like, getting to work with horror legends like that? Oh my God. I mean, I geeked out so hard. I had no idea. I mean, it was... <laughs> And and on top of that, they were all so lovely and sweet. I mean, I I, I marched straight up to Stuart Gordon. It's like Dolls is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I love it so much. And make oh my god, and make I was like oh my god, dude, I love you so much. <laughs> um, actually, his Masters of Horror is maybe my favorite one out of mm, all. Yeah. Um and uh, oh my god, and Barbara Crampton. The yeah. loveliest woman I've ever met. She she came straight up to me. She was like, "Hi, I'm Barbara. It's so nice to be working oh. with you. I saw you in Starry Eye, and she was so sweet and gracious." Uh, Lynn Shay is the funniest woman ever. She's so cool. And She's so a hoot. He, she is so funny. Oh my god, so dry. Um, oh, and Lisa Marie also, which was crazy. I'm like, I've been watching you in movies since I was a kid. Oh my great. Yeah, it was like a total geek fest for me. Yeah, that that movie came out of left field for for me. I didn't know that it was even like a thing, and then all of a sudden it was the royalty yeah. of horror and Seriously. some of and some of like the newest the newest and greatest talent all in one movie. Oh, it was crazy. It's such a good cast in that film too. Yeah, totally. Um, so another movie that I actually just watched last night, um, uh, the the Midnighters. No way. Yeah. So um, I watched the Midnighters. It's uh, currently streaming on Hulu for anybody that wants to tune in. Um, that is a totally different role for you because you really start off as kind of a very um, naive, uh, a very I, I don't want to I don't want to say weak because that's not the right word, but just kind of. Like straight laced and really just trying to lead as normal a life as possible. But by the end, you are uh, you are a uh, torturous. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it, it was a very. I, I I personally I don't know why more people are not talking about that movie because it's an IFC Midnight film, um, and it's actually a you know I imagine there's a lot of movies out there that get kind of like a, a little bump in in the spike when they go on streaming services. And I hadn't heard of this one before, but looking at your, um, your credits, I was like, you know, I want to see more from her. I want to see like more of what she can do. And so I watched that movie and I was completely surprised. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Well, the, the, thank you so much. Um, I, that, that was an interesting one. It, it was nice to do something that wasn't necessarily straight horror. It was more kind of like a, psychological thriller it had the this really cool kind of mike lee vibe to it with the really moody lighting and the you know the intrigue um yeah yeah, i didn't know i didn't know where we were gonna go with that one it it had a lot of twists and turns that i wasn't expecting yeah yeah it it, it was fun um to work on that she was a she was an interesting character because as you say there's a lot about her that's really unassuming mm-hmm. you have to, like there's a lot of things that she represses about herself mm-hmm. so it was kind of interesting like you know sarah even before anything happens to her in starry eyes like she has problems she has issues with herself 
Um, and and a very unhealthy image of who she is. And, there, you know, there's a lot to work with there. Um, but in Midnighters, you know, it's a little it's a little more subtle. You have to weave a lot more into, you know, what lurks underneath that character. Uh, also, Wade, uh, who played the villain who I end up torturing, was <laughs> a joy to work with. <laughs> he is a fantastic actor, and he really, like... You know, I, he made my job really easy. Yeah, he was great. Um, I, I'm not yeah. going to give away what you do to his character, but let's just <laughs> say it is uh, a very visceral feeling when you see that scene because you're like, yeah. if that happened to me, that would be awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, well, even reading it, I was like, ooh, all right, we're doing that, I guess. Yeah. Hey. Yikes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I, I've i noticed a trend in the movies that I do where I always end up either torturing or killing people. Like, <laughs> I usually bludgeon at least one person to death at some point. It's really, maybe it's just a vibe I give off or something. You know, it's it's a good resume builder, you know? I think so, yeah. if, if If that were me, they'd call it typecasting if that were me. That's another, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> another interview, another day. Um, oh, yes. Oh, but Alex, just to switch gears here a little bit, um, <laughs> because a lot of our audience, of course, what they're going to know you from right now is from a little film that came out last year called Dr. <laughs> Sleep that everyone is freaking out about with with great reason because it, it for Andrew and I and for a lot of our, our audience – it was mm. the best film of last year. Not just horror. It was incredible, oh. especially if you're yeah. a fan of The Shining, of course. Um, oh. And in Dr. Yeah. Sleep, of course, you play Wendy Torrance. Um, and it is, of course, the sequel to The Shining. And, you know, taking on that role um, had to be, I'm just imagining, probably a little terrifying. Because not only are you taking on such a, a deep and, and big big part there but also you're inhabiting a role that was so classically played by Shelley Duvall um and audiences just have in their minds because The Shining is just a a classic of the canon like that's just what they see there's no way around it and I know for me watching it watching you not play Shelley Duvall of course you played Wendy but you were 1000% incredible and I'm wondering what was that process like to get ready for that role Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so funny because I mean, yeah, it, it, I definitely was feeling some pressure, uh, not, not just in a, in a public sense, but also on a personal level because I love that movie so much and her performance in that movie has been sort of a bar for me since I, I mean, I think I first saw it in high school. And I've watched it about a hundred times since then. So it really was like, it it was something that was already precious to me. So I didn't want to like <laughs> let down, you know, the art that I love um, by doing anything half-assed. Now, that being said, it, well, sorry, I should, I should add on to that by saying my whole process for that came from a place of love as opposed yeah. to like fear of like, oh, I got to get this right, and it's got to be good, and I have to be good. It was more like, I have to reveal something uh, about her. I have to honor 
the sacrifices, the huge sacrifices that Shelley Duvall made when she made the original film. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in those situations, you really have to not make it about you. It has to be about the story that you're telling. Um, I mean, it should always be that way. But in situations like this, especially, especially when you're being asked to embody a classical character, yeah, it, it has to be about that. Um, and, oh, my God, and again, it was like walking on air. The whole process was just like living in a dream. I mean, it was work, not only working with uh, Flanagan, who is an exceptional director and an even more exceptional human being. Um, again, as someone who truly loves film, is a total cinephile, knows a lot about film history and, and all of this. But it was, it was, everyone was treating the project with so much reverence. And I think that that's why the, the product was so great, because it was made by people who love The Shining. They love the book. They love the Kubrick movie. Um, it really, everybody kind of had that sort of, like, fun, magical feeling working on it. Because um, I agree. I mean, it was... It was. It had everything that I would want a sequel to The Shining to have, um, and then some. You know, I, I like to say that it really it honors the book, it honors the original movie, but it also has its own thing going. Sure. And then when you add to that Rebecca Ferguson oh, being like one of the greatest film villains of all time, I mean, she is a total apex. What a pre- role. Oh my God. And she, I mean, she gave me goosebumps the first time I saw it. I was just like, Oh my God. Um, and then you have Kylie Curran who blew everyone away. I mean, they auditioned thousands of girls, thousands of girls to play Abra. And she is, you know, uh, and they found her in Atlanta, you know, and she, I mean, apart from being talented was, so professional and had the best attitude and was just really a lovely, lovely girl. So it was one of those things where everything really fit together well. Everything fell into place the way it should. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about that film or working on it because it was like mm-hmm. one of the happiest times of my life, I think, working on that film. Well, it, it really reads. And I, I really love the way that you ref- that you reframed what I was what I was going for before. And you mm-hmm. said it really was about love and not fear. And I think that just, yeah. you know, as someone who just really loves The Shining and who loves the story of it so much, I've always thought about The Shining as a story about love. And a story about yeah. the deep love of a mother for her son. I mean, amongst many other things, of course. Yes. But really, the love no, between Wendy and Danny is yeah. just huge. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's overwhelming, well, almost. Yes. Well, and, that, and that's what makes the character of Wendy so fascinating to me and so interesting to play. Because she is not a woman who is prepared for the situation she's thrown into. She just wants to be a housewife and, and take care of her son and lead a normal life. And she has never, I mean, I don't think Wendy's ever even been in a fight in her life. And so to, to see that, to see somebody like that deal with such an extreme situation because she loves her son so much that is so much more interesting to me than, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you'll see these, 
these sort of like uber strong female leads who are so strong that they have no weaknesses and the villains they're fighting is almost like boring for them and there's nowhere to really go from there like it doesn't you don't feel like it costs them anything yeah. or that you know it's it's not it, it 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 doesn't reveal anything to me about the human condition it's just like watching a robot kill people essentially hmm. yeah. exactly it's a really interesting. And um, so this kind of marks uh, a pretty huge spot in your career. I mean, we, oh, yeah. we we know that Starry Eyes was kind of your thrust onto the scene, but this is a whole new level for you. Like, how are you oh. how are you thinking about that? Like, how is that uh, kind of working its way into your mind of I, I am on, you know, thousands of screens now across the United States. I mean, it, I, it, it's it's something that's so abstract to me. Hmm. Um, it, it's not, I don't know if it's something that's really even kind of sunk in yet. Because, I mean, it was my very first studio film. It's, you know, I'm used to, like, living in my car. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I don't, I mean, it, I, it, the penny hasn't really dropped for me, but I, I think it's also because I don't, I, I don't really like to count my chickens. Like I don't, I don't get excited about stuff until like the contract is signed or like, you know, I'm standing at the crafty table. Yeah. So it's, it, it's still, it's still just kind of a strange idea to me. I, I, I don't know. I kind of forget about it a lot. Yeah, because I remember going into Doctor Sleep. We, I, it was one of those movies that I actively tried to avoid the trailers yeah, just yeah, because um, I had read the book and I was excited to see it. I knew I was going to see it. It was like, yeah. I, I don't need to see the trailer. So I didn't I even didn't know you were in it. <laughs> and then what? all of a sudden we go in and we're like, holy shit, that's Alex. Oh and we've met her. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, and I saw it together with um, with 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 some friends, and um, and um, I, um, Andrew knows how I am at, at the theater, um, and I, I'm very audible, so like I like I scream, and like with like the part the part where um, you you go back to Colorado, you know what I mean? Like like it comes in just like in the shine, it goes over the lake. I literally went, oh my god. And um, and I, you know, I, I've already told you this, but just to tell our listeners too, and I won't reveal what the scene is, but the one scene, there's one scene in here that is a very close scene with Wendy and Danny um, where it wasn't just me crying. It was projectile tears coming out of my oh. eyes. So it was oh a lot God. happening at once. Oh, I, I'm so glad. I mean, that's, that's how I felt when I read, because when I first read the script, I mean, I read it like three times. I loved it so much, but that was the one part that I just like, oh my God, like my throat would get all tight and like my eyes would start welling up because I just couldn't. It was just too, because essentially Danny doctor sleeps himself. Oh, yeah. And it's just, oh God. Hey, Alex, just wondering. Mm-hmm. Was did Stephen and I'm I'm referring to my friend Stephen King, but I call him by his first name. <laughs> um, did Stephen ever come to the set? Did he ever talk to the cast? Did you folks have any sort of like consultation with him? No, we we didn't. Uh, I was really, I mean, it was in the back of my mind the whole time. Like, oh, maybe he'll stop by. Maybe he'll come visit or whatever. <laughs> casual, like, casual meeting with yeah. Uncle Stephen, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, Stephen King, like most writers, is not 
really a fan of Hollywood or the Hollywood scene. And as a writer, I I can't say that I blame him for that. Sure, sure. So, you know, it was really more just like a fangirl hope that I would get to meet him because, like, oh, my God. But I also would probably just, like, accost him with fangirl stuff. (laughs) Kind of like we did with you, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, speaking of writing, we know that you just co-starred, wrote, and you know co-wrote and co-produced a movie called Homewrecker, um, and yes. I think that's uh, has the one that you mentioned that went to Fantasia and all those. Uh, the, it's kind of on the film circuit. What's what was that that's like right. for you? Is 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 writing and producing something you've always wanted to do, or is this kind of like a happy accident yes. type of things? Oh, no. Uh, I've always written stuff. uh, Since high school, I would write short plays. Um, When I was going to school, when I was going to acting school in Vancouver, I would write and produce small plays that I would write. And and, uh, I would would, um, write and produce short films with a, a writing partner of mine. So it's always been something that I've been actively involved in. Um, and and will continue to be as well. I mean, this is far from the last uh, project that I'm going to do in, in that capacity. Um, but man, that was grueling. <laughs> we, yeah. We shot, oh my god. Well, because we made it for like eight grand, maybe. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, and we shot the whole thing in twelve days straight. No stopping. No breaks. No no cap on the oh day. Oh my god. You know? It, yeah, it was tough. I was like in a state of pure exhaustion by the time we were done. But it was so worth it. It was so rewarding to to give birth to something like that. I mean, I know that's, you know, people use that that analogy a lot, but that this is really what it felt like. It felt like 12 days of labor. <laughs> so <laughs> But I'm really proud of the 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 uh, the finished product. It was just it was myself and Precious Chong, uh, who's hilarious, a fantastic actress. She's she's brilliant in the film, and it's really just the two of us um, going at it for like 84 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the trailer. Unfortunately, we it, we haven't had it come close to us quite yet, but um, we're definitely looking forward to it making the, you know, the circuit and kind of getting to see it because the, the trailer made it look like it was kind of a ton of fun. Oh, yeah, it is a lot. It's, it's really funny. I mean, it's really a, a, a comedy about, you know, uh, how... Uh, well, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say the theme without, you know, giving too much away. Yeah, totally. But sort of about a, a comedy about how women can turn on each other. No, yeah, that's good. That's I good. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and, really. Uh, yeah. So, Alex, I love yes. a question we have for all of our guests on Horror Hookups is, mm-hmm. can you tell us? Either your ultimate all-time, like, bar none, this is my favorite horror film of all time, or maybe just a few of them. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it'll have to be a few of them, because there's there's a lot. Um, we get it. We get it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Possession, one of my all-time favorites. It's beautiful. Uh, Isabella Diani is absolutely brilliant in it. it, it one of Actually, one of my... Um, one of my uh, inspirations for Starry Eyes. Um, oh wow! Yeah, really taken from that that movie. It came out in like 1980 or something like that. 
Um, I love uh, I love um, Ken Russell, uh, like The Devils or Lair of the White uh, Worm. Uh, oh, and I mean, I love The Exorcist, but The Exorcist Three. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Sure have. Yeah. Oh, a masterpiece. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that is how you create atmosphere in a film. Um, I love um, Panos Cosmatos. I love his films. Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy are two of my favorites. Mandy's insane. Oh, so good. And his first one is also like, it's kind of a sci-fi horror movie. Um, Not quite as linear as Mandy, but uh, just a feast for the eyes. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of my favorites. Uh, let me see there. Oh God, there's so many. Yeah, we know. We know it's a hard question. (laughs) See, that's why we just started a podcast. Oh God. Oh, um, the, the movie that, uh, house of wax is based on. It's this movie from the seventies. I think it's called roadside attraction. So good, so creepy and cool and kind of experimental. Nothing at all like House of Wax. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, was on Shutter recently. Roadside Attraction. Oh, I, I want to say. I huh. think it was. Oh, I highly recommend. So, what's next for you? I mean, what's on the horizon that you can talk about? Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, uh, I am currently working on the second season of The Haunting. Um, awesome which is oh i know it, it's it's so much fun and i get to be british which is always <laughs> fun and <laughs> and uh and then right after that i am starting on a new netflix show called midnight mass oh cool. and, is that is that the is that an anthology show uh, it, is, it is not um okay. but i know which one you're talking about it has kind of a similar title okay um, yeah What's that called? Yeah, there there is something, and I, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing that. Um, but no, this is a it's like a limited series, and it's oh, I get I don't want to give too much away. Right? No, we get it. It's only only because it, the reveals are so of great. Of course, yeah. Um, and this one, uh, I am playing an 88 year old woman. What? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I'm so I'm so excited. I've, I've already started kind of building that character and trying to get the voice and the physicality down because there's nothing worse than like a young person playing an old person and they're really really obviously just a young person in makeup. Well, if it, Alex, if you need any advice, um, I woke up feeling like an 88 year old woman today because I I um, I smoked a bowl and I and I drank a lot of wine last night, so. <laughs> So just ask, you know, if you have, just email me. You have my email, okay? I love it. Oh, you're a man after my own heart. <laughs> um, so um, with our with our listeners, we always like to encourage them to follow our horror hookups. So where can our listeners kind of follow? Like, where are you the most active on social media? Um, so I I am woefully bad at social media, but I am the most active on Instagram. And my handle is just at AlexSO. Perfect. Um, yeah, hopefully at some point I'll get one of those little blue checks, but I don't 
I don't know how that works. So I gives them to you. We can help you. We, we have some influencers in that field. We'll, we'll help you get that check mark. Actually, no. Ser- seriously, though, I we do, and I and I oh. I'll send you an email. We'll, we will get you hooked up with that for sure. Thank you so much. We have power. <laughs> what limited yes. power we have? <laughs> limited power. <laughs> so, Alex. Oh um, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Oh, and um, it was my pleasure. I had so much fun talking to you guys. Thank you. So, and 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 just for all of our guests out there, once again, um, we know, of course, that you folks know about Doctor Sleep, but also Andrew is going to tell you about some other things too. Yeah. So if you want to catch Alex So in some things right now, you can watch Starry Eyes, which is currently streaming on both Shutter and Tubi, um, and you can see her in Midnighters, which is currently available to Hulu subscribers. Um, and and Doctor Sleep will be available very soon for purchase, of course, um, on most streaming DVD and Blu-ray by February fourth, twenty twenty, which is where I keep projecting myself because I just need to watch it as soon as possible. Um, Um, But also, we are hearing that if you buy it through Amazon Prime, you get it earlier. We don't, this is unsubstantiated, but we'll see. Um, Anyways, just go out there and buy it, watch it, talk about people in this film that are amazing. Because trust me, if you have not seen Dr. Sleep yet, you are going to la 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 love the performance of everybody, but especially our dear Alex Esso. You guys, thank you so much. Yeah, we've really appreciated you giving this uh, a little bit of time to us to talk about your career. And we can only hope that it continues to be fruitful and that we see your face on our big and small screen all the time. You guys, this was so much fun. I'm happy to come back anytime. It was a total joy talking to you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for being with us. Please remember to follow us on Twitter at Friday 13 on Instagram at Friday 13. Search for us on Facebook, visit us on the web at Friday13.com, listen to us on all podcast platforms, and remember to always come with us and get slayed. slayed.